what our dear friend Katie Hinkin would refer to me as. Your tribal chief has returned. Wrestling with egos. Acknowledge me. Welcome to Wrestling with Egos. Sans Isaac, who is traveling right now, and Sans KD, temporarily. He'll be on in a bit. He literally texts us, start the show, carry on without me, I'll be in soon. There you go. Uh, So the the funniest guy in the room will be joining us. The coolest guy in the room is traveling. The loudest guy in the room is here, along with the smartest guy in the room, my best friend Brian. What's going on, buddy? Uh, Nothing much. Kind of an eventful week, and we're going to talk a little current events, but we're going to segue into a discussion of the classics, if you don't mind. Yes, because... Because it's thing, interesting, but it's not that interesting. <laughs> one thing that I, myself, Patrick, and my and, and my dear best friend truly love is a good classics discussion. You know, you know, we you know we love kicking it a little old school around here on on wrestling with egos. And what is new can also be old again, or what is old can be new again. However you want to phrase it, because in current events this week uh, on Monday night, WWE, along with Triple H in a night in a promo, unveiled the new WWE World Heavyweight Championship belt. Um, whichever because they're we're in the process of the soon to be the WWE draft and whichever show Roman is not drafted to. Other show will have this brand new belt. Um, first, looks cool. Then again, you should expect to hear that from me because it looks oddly familiar to the big gold belt. Not really surprised, being the fact that Creative is now being run by Triple H, who is about as old school as it gets in terms of how things should look. Um, I definitely don't have a problem with how the belt looks. I like it. Uh, I wish there was a little more color to it, but at least it's not the WWE or Universal Championships or the Women's Championships. Who more on that moment? <laughs> the flipping same. Yeah, foreshadowing alert. <clears throat> Before we get to the whys and the hows and everything else and how we feel about a new championship, Brian, aesthetically, what do you think about the new belt? Because I, personally, I dig it. It's, I, I, give it a, I, I give it an eight. I mean, it's not like, oh, my God, that's awesome. But it also don't suck either. Here's... Here's my my problem with any of these new belt designs that invariably we're going to talk about here shortly. The belts themselves would be fine if they did not have a logo on them that just doesn't translate well to brass or to metal or whatever material the belt's made out of. Because I think WWE's logo is cool. <coughs> You know, the, the, the two thin W's and all that and the red line underneath it. 
it looks cool when it comes on in the signature at the beginning of programming. And it looks cool when it's the little bug in the corner of your screen when you're watching on the network or you're watching Raw or SmackDown or whatever or a live event. But there's something about it that is, just doesn't translate well to other materials. And I feel like that's been the problem with all these belt designs. Because even this new design, yeah, it looks cool. But we were in the basement before as far as belt right. designs recently. First off, you and I do not agree on one massive thing that you just said. So my opinion, no, the WWE logo does not look cool. It looks about as bargain basement romper room design as it gets. I mean, they, the old school WWF logo, that block double, uh, the, yes. like from the 80s, that was cool. And, and the then blue they, and yellow. Yeah, the blue and yellow. And then they made it jagged for the Attitude Era. And then they cut off the, the uh, cut off the forks of the F when they became WWE. And now they've just straightened it. And it's literally just two thin W's lying through it. They've, it's sanitized. And personally, mm -hmm. as someone who designs, not like, I'm no Jedi, but I mean, I uh, I can hold my own. You've done some yeah. things. You know. I've done some things. Um, it's it's too sanitized. Not there's a difference, boys and girls, in something being sanitized versus being clean. And this is too sanitized. Yeah. Um, I feel like before we go any further, though, we should thank all the good people in wrestling with egos land for joining us. However, See, it is that you're joining us, whether it's on Spotify, Google, Apple, uh, Amazon, iHeartRadio, or right here on YouTube. We appreciate you joining us the way you do. Please leave us a five-star review. If you feel so inclined click the bell for notifications to like, and subscribe and share, get the word out there um, for discussions like this where we, yes. we, we talk about things that are going on, but we link them to things that have already happened, and right. we get the discussion going. Um, I did not know that you felt that way about the WWE logo. I, I uh, Ever since they straightened it, and it's literally just that, I'm like, that is the most sanitized thing I've ever seen. What I will say about this design, though, on the in the plus column, it's not gaudy by any stretch of the imagination, like all of the other championships have been. Like the first, like I look at all these other belts, and I think the gaudy is the first adjective that pops into my head. Oh, don't get me started. Well, go ahead and get me started. That way, I'm ramped up later. With later the exception on. of the Intercontinental Championship, I like the current Intercontinental Championship. That's the only one. We'll get to that later. Okay. File that one under don't get me started, but a different reason than every other belt WWE has. Okay. I, I dislike the Intercontinental Championship for a different reason. Okay. Than every other championship and the word you used, gaudy, 
ding. Because anyway. it just seems like the des the design strategy was let's put this big W right in everybody's faces so there's no mistaking what product you're watching with the guy that's or gal is carrying it around. Right. And that's not the way to design a belt. I'm sorry. No. So I want to shift the focus a little bit off the belt and to the championship. And I have a massive problem with this. I have a massive problem with the way they've done it and the way they've unveiled it. And here is my problem. You pretty much have just told everybody, well, since nobody can beat Roman, we're going to make a new title. So what you're doing is you are literally castrating your entire roster because no one can beat Roman so we're going to make a participation trophy. It does and smack. I You're right. freaking hate that. There's a lot of things about wrestling that I freaking hate right now, which is one of the thousand and four reasons that I'm, I haven't been on the show. And a lot of them have to do with wrestling. I'm not engaged. I'm not satisfied. Wrestling isn't fun right now. I mean, I'm on the show tonight because we're talking about something fun. And also, I miss my guys. That's it. Here's a follow-up question to that for you. Okay. Wait, the, what, the fact that I'm, I hate wrestling right now or the castration of the, of the roster? The castration of the roster. Okay. Do you think this is happening because they don't have an end game in mind for Roman or do you think this is happening because the rest of the talent is getting pissed that Roman still has the belt for a thousand or will eventually have the belt for a thousand plus days? See, none of the above. None of the, okay. USA Network wants their own damn title. This is a network thing. And I just can't wrap my head around that kind of a, a marketing strategy. So I mean, so, so, so I think it's a multi-layered thing. I don't think it's just the network. I think what they've what's happening here. One network thing, because Roman has this limited schedule and he's not going to work Raw and SmackDown. Right. So one. WWE has painted themselves into a corner by not pulling the trigger on Cody at, uh, at WrestleMania, which, by the way, I think, since I haven't been on since before WrestleMania, horrible decision. Because you had the opportunity to write that storybook Hollywood ending, and you didn't. And now the only way it makes sense for Cody to win, for Cody to beat Roman is next year at WrestleMania in Philadelphia where they do not cheer baby faces. They right. boo them. So what they've done, <sighs> that's, and, and I think that's another layer to World Heavyweight title. The, 
they're castrating their roster by, you know, essentially making making Roman the gold standard. Like, oh wait, can't, well, can't beat Roman, so let's here. Here's a here's another type. It's a lot like, and this one was storyline, whereas what's happening now is real. When Lesnar was the undisputed champion and signed that exclusive deal with SmackDown and that Eric Bischoff handed Triple H the World Heavyweight title. That's what this yeah. is. Except this is real and not part of the show. The worst thing that can happen, and I'm starting to disconnect from wrestling. And if this scenario happens, click your winner and new WWE World Heavyweight Champion, Cody Rhodes. That was going to be my next question for you. Yep. Do you think if it's if it's anybody else but Cody, because I bet we can all think of some names of people where if they want it, okay, that makes Her- some sense. Exactly. Exactly. I I can give you five names that would be great to win that. And Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes is not one of them. Because if you give it to Cody, Cody's not good enough to beat Roman. But we're going to put a title on him. So what you've just done is you, is you not only, and I just realized I, I totally forgot to text my mom. <laughs> um, yeah. You better take care of that. <laughs> well, yeah, um, I told her I was going to Jen's tonight and I forgot to text her to let him know let her know I was here. Oops. Uh, I always forget that. Sorry mom. Now I'm you've here. done it. <laughs> Damn it. I'm out of, I'm out of the will now. Um but um why are, why are we even continuing then? Shut it down. Just Yeah, <laughs> shut it all down. Shut it all down. It, we're done. Um Cody's not good enough to win. Cody's not good enough to beat Roman. So let's give him the participation trophy. So what you're doing, if you do that, you're not only castrating the rest of the roster, you are cutting Cody Rhodes off like he was the Black Knight in Monty Python and the Holy Grail. No arms, no legs, it's just a flesh wound. Uh, it's, I'm not dead yet. It's, it's... What are you going to do, bait on me? <laughs> now, I don't think that's going to happen, though. I'm afraid it is. That's the problem. Because now, here's the thing. They're going to crown this this champion at the Not event in Saudi Arabia, right? Yeah. Here's what I'm hoping, then. I'm hoping that Cody's program, that Brock, is not a one-off. I'm hoping it goes beyond that. Because if if Cody's involved with Brock, however, you know, it, it, it happens. Whatever kind of a program they want to have together then neither one of them should be anywhere near that tournament or that battle royal or whatever they're going to do. I don't know what the plan is for that. If, but. They, do a battle, if they do a battle royal, I'm done. Yeah. Here's, here's what I'm afraid they're doing with Cody. One, they're going to put this title on him, and then that's a wrap. Two, they're going to make Cody go through, air quotes, hard times for the next 12 months and re- and then run back Roman at WrestleMania 40 in Philly 
where Philadelphia fans don't cheer good guys. They throw right. snow. They throw snowballs and batteries at Santa Claus. They cheer Michael Irvin when he breaks his neck in a football game. Philadelphia ECW fans. Kane Dewey. Yeah. McBoley's kid when he was like five. Philadelphia fans are bloodthirsty savages, and I say that with nothing but love. But as far like Chicago, great wrestling town. Toronto, great wrestling town. Philadelphia, toughest wrestling town in North America. It is a bitch of an audience. And that is the worst place to try and do a Rocky story. Why? I mean, if you think about it. Because the city of Philadelphia already did a Rocky story. And by the way, that Rocky story won an Academy Award for Best Picture in 1976. Yeah. I think it was 76. If you think about it, they've had chances to give you the storybook ending even before Mania. You had freaking Sami Zayn in Montreal. Drew. Screw Sami. Drew. Yeah, Drew and Cardiff. You know. Drew. To me, Drew, there was only two true storybook games. Sammy, Sammy was a pipe dream. It would have been yeah. really freaking cool, but Sammy was a pipe dream. The two legitimate people, Drew and Cardiff, Cody at Mania. Yeah. Now it's kind of like, okay, now what? Now we're treading water. Exactly. Who else? And not very you, well. Who else can you bring out of the woodwork as a surprise to beat Roman. There's nobody. There's nobody. Because the free agents that were around. Signed with AEW. The yeah. one credible free agent. That could have instantly come in. And been a threat to Roman. Was Jay White. And he's right. AEW. And you're not calling Bron Breaker up. And running him at Roman. No. He's not ready. No. that's He's why done he's great done. work in NXT. But he's not ready. That's why they turned him heel in NXT. Yeah, he's you know they've got ideas for him, and they ain't main roster now, so it's just kind of. We could always bring back Samoa Joe. Just kidding. Um, you know, <laughs> we're not that lucky. Um, Time machine, Samoa Joe. <laughs> oh, good God! But I think we are completely with as far as Roman, we're rudderless. We're just dead water, and. We're praying for a gust of wind to send us toward the shore. What but, do you make of all the talk? And we'll 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 drop this here in a minute because we you know, we want to actually talk about the belts and all that. What do you make of the talk I'm hearing that Solo Sokoa eventually is the one to undo everything? Okay, <laughs> I mean, because the one good thing about the storyline since Mania has been Solo's presentation. Yeah. Solo is a force to be reckoned with because he doesn't talk that much. He's he always winning. Talk, period. I know. And, but he's the one, he's the one reliable person in the bloodline right now, other than Roman. He can be counted on to get the job done. And I think that might be ultimately where they want to go with it. I don't know how they get there necessarily. 
but that's horrible because okay solo is the one to dethrone roman okay who's the heel who's the baby face roman there if you try and turn roman in the middle of this that's an even worse idea roman okay. has to be the heel there's no way in hell solo sokoa can be the baby face why solo sokoa doesn't talk they're not going to have paul Heyman representing him paul Heyman's too on, as, as far as character is concerned is too much of a slime ball right paul Heyman is not going to be the one champion championing championing the good fight you literally had the guy Right WrestleMania there. 40. You had the storybook ending. And I've watched my language for the majority of the show. So, Brian, I know we're starting to timestamp stuff. So, if you wouldn't mind timestamping this, that way I can beep it. They butt fucked it. Done. 2115. <laughs> <laughs> they did. And so. Don't call, you know, no call in the morning. Don't even leave a, a note on the nightstand. You know, violation and one nightstand. Slip out the didn't, back door. And, didn't you know. even, yeah, in more ways than one. Didn't even, didn't even buy us dinner. Oh. Not even a chicken sandwich. Okay, I, I sense that we're about to lose Patrick. So let's let's talk about some championships, shall we? Yes. Let's talk about some designs of some championships that we're actually so, hip to. So what we what we're gonna do is Brian had this wonderful idea. So let's go back in the annals of wrestling history and talk title belts. Which ones sucked, which ones didn't, and we're probably gonna talk about not just historic belts, but current ones too. So get your popcorn ready, because I'm probably going to be a vile, vicious bastard on this one. Oh, would you like me to start with a terrible one or a great one? Brian, Brian, I missed you, buddy. Missed you, too. (laughs) To that end, would you like me to start with a great one or a terrible one? You know what? Let's start with a great one first. Okay. And then, you know, let's start with with some positivity, and then we'll bring, and, and then, you know, at what point did you think this was such a good idea? Let's bring out Scott Morton. Yeah, okay. Well, to that end, let's start with uh, everybody's favorite. Let's start with that Winged Eagle, shall we? Not my favorite. Not your favorite. Oh, controversy. Uh, Now, we are talking the 1980s Hulk Hogan world title. Yes. Not my favorite. Oh, boy. Do tell. Let's talk about this. Let's unpack this a little bit. Uh, I'll give that one an eight and a half. Okay. Not my favorite pretty awesome but not my favorite okay i mean it's it's nostalgia for me because that's when i started watching yeah and that's what everybody was carrying around so i'm like this must be pretty cool because i love the lettering on it you know for the record my favorite world title my favorite title belt is not a world title okay it's not a world title I think with this one too, I like the way it looks when people wear it, people wore it, because this was in the days when you actually wore the belt. Yes. Now, 
Now, one thing I did think was cool about it. Now, it obviously, really cool belt. Another wrinkle to it was Ultimate Warrior. Because it was always a different color strap. And even, even rolled out for a pay-per-view once with a purple strap. And I'm like, all right, that's that. dope. That's yeah. dope. He, he had one yellow. He had one purple. Like, see, that's gangster right there. I really like that. But, I forgot that he had done that, actually. And that's one of the many reasons that's an eight and a half. I mean, clean, classic, you know, timeless, and to a degree, versatile. Yes. I mean, because no matter who had it, it it looked cool on whoever had it, including Slaughter. Yes. It looked cool on Slaughter. Which takes some doing, but it worked. I mean, I mean, it looked cool on Hogan ripping the shirt off. It looked cool on Savage. It looked cool over the shoulder of Miss Elizabeth. You know, uh, it looked it looked good on Slaughter. It, it looked lo- it looked microscopic whenever Andre the Giant got to hold it. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much just like holding a holding a small remote. Holding um, a box of matches. <laughs> it's... I mean, it looked good on Sean. It looked good on Brett. You know who it looked just freaking nasty on? Sid. Yeah. The black vest, the black trunks, and the belt. Right. But Sid wore it. Like, other big man, Taker wore it. Diesel didn't. Diesel always. I was trying to remember the first time like somebody actually like carried it out instead of wearing it, and I guess Diesel, it would be Diesel. Diesel, Diesel never even raised it. He was just, just it was just too cool for school. Just kind of just had it down at the hip. But Sid and his big gigantic ass wearing that, it just looked clean. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah. That world title, yeah. You just reminded me of something. What? Everybody that watches and listens to this show knows what a predilection I have for him. Uh-huh. One of the only things he used to do that I did, never liked was the way he would carry the belt on his side and it would hit the ground all the time. Uh-huh. I remember thinking it. about that, and I'm like, you know, Rock, that's kind of disrespectful. Uh, how many times... Did, you know, well, actually, there weren't that many when, you know, we were watching pay-per-views at your house. But when Rock won the WWE Championship from CM Punk and then defended it, I distinctly remember screaming at the TV again and again and again, wear the belt, wear the belt, wear the belt. Yeah. And that was one thing I always despised. About the rock. Austin never wore it either, but Austin didn't let it drag the ground. Austin carried it because, you know, Austin's going to drop the belt and then drop somebody. Yes. I mean, that's massive difference. I didn't like the way Diesel handled it. I didn't like the way the rock handled it. But, you know, again, you know who? You know somebody else that looked really flipping cool on. 
But then again, every title belt looked cool on him. Flair. Did Flair ever win the the Winged Eagle? With a tear in my eye? Oh, that's, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought that I don't know why I'm picturing him holding the because he came he came over from WCW with the the big gold, the big gold belt. belt. Brian, Never mind. Brian, you're my best friend. You're the smartest guy in the room. But that might have been the dumbest thing you've ever said. Yeah. And that, as soon as you said with a tear in my eye, I'm like, well, because he, he was holding it like this up to the camera, like a like yeah, a newborn right. baby. Yep, like he's holding, like like he's holding Ashley or Reed to show yeah. off to the world. Um, She's beautiful, isn't she? She's great. <laughs> so I'm just gonna go ahead and get it out there. I told you that my favorite championship belt was not a world title. Okay. And probably easy for you to guess. Are we talking about the classic Intercontinental strap? Ding. Okay. My favorite title. My the one absolute, that... absolute favorite title because there is no championship in wrestling that looked cleaner than that some bitch right there. I mean, I got it on the screen right now. Look, I mean. Yeah, that's the one I remember Steamboat and Savage and Sean and. and Brett. Yeah. And Razor and Jarrett. Um, hell, Cody. Miz. Yes. Um, the, that, if there are timeless championship belts, and then there's the Intercontinental title. I mean, dude, the uh, that IC title looked dope around the waist of the God-blessed honky-tonk man. <laughs> it sure did. Even that, with his ridiculous outfits. <laughs> it looked dope on the honky-tonk man. Enough said. It looked dope on Jeff Jarrett with the stupid little Chippendales straps and the big glasses and the hat that lit up. It looked dope on Jarrett. Three words. Ain't I great. Three words. Hell freaking no. <laughs> <laughs> So let's shift gears. What's your least favorite title belt ever, 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 ever? Like, like, I, 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 like I, I'm sorry, biggest, I have to bring the mood the, down. The biggest festering turd championship belt of all time, according to Brian Allen, which is Krieg. Is the 24 7 championship. I see for me. That one gets that one only gets a C. That's like a five. Are you grading on a curve? No. The thing is hitting. We're talking about the same championship. Yeah. Uh, the one that yes. fully un- unraveled, green, unveiled. Green, and, green yes. strap looks like a clock. Looks like a manhole cover for crying out loud. Still not the worst. Still not the worst. 
Well, this ought to be interesting. So, okay, since we're talking about festering, we've reached the festering turd section of Home Depot. Um, you ready? Yeah. You ready? Sure. Do, 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 do. The Let's one where it spins or the one where it's fixed? The one, uh, as far as the WWE Championship, either one. Okay. Either one. I'm Look, I love old school and gangster rap. I love, and I was in high school during the height of Bad Boy versus Death Row. I mean, yeah. hell yes. But I'm sorry, but... The a wrestling world championship should not look like somebody's grill. And that's exactly what that championship does. Nothing against somebody having that as a grill. But that's not what a championship belt should look like. <laughs> I get I I don't know. I, I don't really that that's one I don't really have an opinion about. You, you talk about gaudy. And how so many of WWE's current belts are gaudy. There's gaudy and then there's that. All of these yeah. belts, all of these belts might be gaudy. That freaking thing is Liberace. <laughs> Something to aspire to. Oh, damn right. But I mean, to me, that one is just like, you know... Robin Williams, shout out to the shout out to the man, Robin Williams on his on a HBO special he did. HBO, Robin Williams live on Broadway was talking about um, he's been to Graceland and he's I don't care what she had, what she found um, he'd been to Graceland and he's like I didn't realize they made those kind of colors. There are some colors there that they would make that would make a blind uh, that would make a blind fashion designer go, oh Jesus Christ! That's what that title belt does. It would make a blind fashion designer go, oh God, a blind one, not just someone that's on Project Runway or anything like that. Yeah, someone's on Project guess- Runway but blind. And you know. It's probably not right for me to have this kind of a take on it when we're sitting here talking about tradition with the winged eagle and the classic IC championship and stuff like that, because you should be respecting the tradition of the company you work for. But I thought it was novel at the time to take, cause, and, I, and I guess here's why. I didn't think it would be around for that long. I thought it would be just like a couple, like he'd come out for, with a couple, <laughs> like, like Steve Austin smoking a skull belt, where you'd Steve only Austin. see it occasionally, but not all the time. Steve Austin's skull belt, and for the beginning of it, everybody's TNT championship. Everybody had a different TNT title. Brody had one. Cody had one. Uh, Miro had one. The one that Miro had was sick. The Bulgarian flag one. Mm -hmm. The one that Scorpio Sky had, the purple and gold one. That was dope. This custom title, one, gaudy as shit. Two, everybody had it. I I I hated the title to begin with, but it made sense for Cena. But when Sheamus 
and Triple H are both wearing the some bitch. I'm like, all right, no. And and Randy Orton, like, no, I'm, I'm no, no. No. And Edge has his own that spins with the rated R logo on it and all that. I guess here's the thing, though. I guess it's where what your opinion is about. And I get why the company does it, because you're trying to sell merchandise and you want right. to sell the replicas. And, you know, and all the all the 11 year old boys that come through with their parents go to the merch stand. I want to I want a replica belt for 20 bucks and all that kind of stuff. Or you want to go to Walmart. Right. I mean, I, I I get that. On the one hand, I get it, but you can still do that and not have the guy wearing the thing every week, necessarily, I think. Right. So let me ask, so, <clears throat> excuse me, we're talking about, we're, we're going back and forth. Crappy ones, good ones. Um, currently, and let's stay in America, because, you know, New Japan's got some sick titles. The, yes, the, the IWGP Intercontinental title is loving. Um, the old IWGP he- Heavyweight Championship, one of the greatest ever. By the way, that's a that's a nine and a half. <laughs> that's my second favorite title. Um, currently, what is your favorite title? Let's just keep it to WWE slash AEW. Impact too, if you want to, if you want to throw Impact in there. It's a toss up for me, and this one's out of left field because I didn't tell you about this one before. Okay. I like AEW's All Atlantic Championship design. Oh. And I also like their women's championship. The one like that uh, the I, one I, that uh, James Cater has right I now. I like it now. That tiny ass when they gave Rio and the, that tiny ass one that uh Brit had, that was freaking hideous. The women's title now is mm. and actually the only and here's where I'm gonna anger you again. The only WWE championship that's out there right now that I actually like is the Intercontinental Championship. Because everything else, everything else is either these big W's, hey, we got the W's, or they look like pennies, or they right. look like whatever. And But that right. Intercontinental one, or it's got the, you know, the United States Championship, I just, I, oh, ooh, ooh. but the, the current the, Intercontinental the, Championship the, is the best of all of them. The current United States Championship is a zero. It is what it, it it's right up there with the damn spinner belt. It okay. is just hideous. I'm not even gonna bring the damn thing up. So don't okay. timestamp this one. I'm not bringing that ugly ass thing up. Just bar. I'm still rating the IWGP because that that one does deserve to have a picture. Oh my count. god, yeah. Uh, and uh, and. In all this, though, you you will you will have already seen the the All Atlantic and the uh, the women's title. I agree with you on both of those. My other one that I love, and I can't believe I'm saying this because when it, when it was first debuted, we all laughed at it. The TNT title. I haven't paid attention to what it looks like now. It's the cla- it, it's the classic one. They didn't give Wardlow. Or Hobbs. They haven't done a custom one since Scorpio Sky. Okay. 
Um, but the TNT title is really cool. <laughs> but the one that I'm saying currently right now is a number one. I'm gonna say is the AEW Women's Championship, followed closely behind the All Atlantic title. I love both of those. They're modern, but they're also very class. Have a very classic look to them. I like them both mightily. Both of both of them are nine and a halfs, and no, both of them are nines. Um. Yeah. For me, it's like the, like the gold gold standards <laughs> yes, are yes, yes, yes. the Intercontinental title, uh, the old IWGP Heavyweight Championship, and come on, you know this one, Brian. You know, you know this one. My other the ten pounds of gold. Yeah. 10 pounds of gold, the NWA title. I'm talking about the big gold belt. The, so the like, one on the top of the peak yeah, right behind that me. one. Yeah. The it's, world, it's, you probably can't see me pointing to it, but yeah, the world heavyweight championship that everybody associates with, with, with Ric Flair, the Ric Flair belt. Th- th- those three for me, 10. Sean Spears, 10, 10, 10. Those those cannot be touched. The you know the IWGP Heavyweight Title, the old WWE Intercontinental Title, the big gold belt. Mwah. Currently, the we won't best worry about putting there. it on screen. I don't mind the AEW Championship either. I think they did a good job. I'm not talking it's about a, MJF's iteration. No, it's an eight and a half. It's solid. Yeah. They did a very good job with the design. It's it it evokes some of the classic titles and stuff while still being modern enough. And here's something I found out: their replicas of that championship weigh exactly the same amount as the actual belt. Here's a picture I'm going to throw up. This was taken last year, the night of Forbidden Door. I'm watching the pay-per-view over at RJ's house. There is me w- with the AE- with a replica AEW championship over my shoulder. That son of a bitch is heavy. <laughs> that, he put that over my shoulder. I was like, so shit. <laughs> yeah, is- he had me hold it too, and it was like, a workout. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's heavy. That's I think it was our. I think it was our. It was the draft party we had. Either it was the year before this year because we had it in another buddy's house. Right. And it Dude. was so it was two years ago's draft where I held held it and I'm like, oh my god, this is a, a workout. Yeah, twenty five pounds of gold. Damn. Um, but you know that one's a solid for me. It's a solid eight and a half. Um, it's really good, but it's not. <laughs> Excuse the expression, elite. Um, <laughs> you, yeah. I couldn't help but notice that you winced a little bit earlier when I brought up the current WWE Intercontinental Championship. But you want to care to unpack that a little bit? Yes, yes, I will. Who was the first person that wore that? Oh, Ricochet. Shinsuke. Nakamura. To me, 
that belt looks like a throwing star. Hmm. That belt has a very jagged edge Japanese weapon look to it. And the only person it makes sense for is Nakamura. Seeing Gunther wearing that does not make sense. Gunther should be wearing the classic. That's fair. I if so, here's my take on the current Intercontinental title. If the reigning, defending, undisputed WWE Intercontinental Champion is the King of Strong Style himself, Shinsuke Nakamura, then yeah, it makes sense. If it's anybody else, no, it doesn't. It, and that's my take on it. It's, it's cool on the right person. And unfortunately for the Intercontinental title, there's only one right person. It, it, it looks stupid on Sami Zayn. It looks stupid on Ricochet. It looks immensely stupid on Gunther. I can go on and on, but the person that it's right for is Shinsuke Nakamura. So there's my ta- there's my take on that. On Nakamura, it's a seven and a half. Mm-hmm. On Gunther, it's a one. <laughs> Mainly because it just doesn't make it doesn't look right, and it hasn't looked right on anybody except Nakamura. Kind of like it, it's to me. I thought that I thought when they unveiled it, I'm like, they gave Nakamura a custom Intercontinental title. That's freaking sweet. And like, oh, they didn't, or maybe they did, and they just decided to John Cena this whole damn thing. And like, okay, now everybody gets to wear it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, to me, this would be like if Triple H was wearing the smoking skull belt. Right. Nope. It'd be like Kurt Angle wearing the smoking skull belt. Hard pass. Doesn't make sense. The Chewbacca defense. It did not make sense. Classics. Here's another question. Okay. What's the best way to unveil one? Because I feel like that's been as much of a problem that WWE has had over the past five to ten years when they've unveiled these championships. Is they do it in the most ham-fisted way possible. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm of the opinion... Well, answer the, you answer first, and then I'll give you my opinion. Um... Instead of giving you, like, here's how to do it, I'll give you an example. I'll, I'll tell you the one time they did it right. And it's ironic that I'm actually going to say this. John Cena unveiling the his spinner world, his spinner WWE championship. I don't remember how that happened. If I'm not mistaken, they dropped they they dropped it from the uh, dropped it from the rafter like it was on the, the oh, okay the, uh, the ladder match. 
That's right. Because I remember Edge doing that too when he did his. I don't remember but the yeah, scene he did it first. I mean, you don't have it on a table and or actually no, no, no. The best way to unveil a championship belt is exactly what they did for Kofi. Daniel Bryan has the vegan as the the sustainable vegan belt, which made perfect sense for him. Yes. That was so freaking cool. The belt's still ugly as shit, but it was still cool. But for them to take that title off of the pedestal and kind of toss it, and then for Woods and E to pull that tarp off, and there it was, boom. That's I like that one because you're not giving the crowd a chance to react to it and pan it. Not not just that. Not just give the crowd time to pan it. No anticipation. Like, oh, he's going to debut a new championship. He's going to talk for five minutes. He's going to talk for five minutes more. Okay, now we're going to go. Oh, okay, cool. There's no excitement to that. Right. It's. You know, it's speech, 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 and here's your championship. Oh. Ooh. Oh. No, it's not even that. Oh, wait. Brian? Yes. Sorry. You hate the praise, but it's a constipated orgasm. Tell me I'm wrong. I would argue. Tell me me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. You're not wrong. Thank you. Thank you. I would argue. The best way to do it nowadays is to just put out a press release. Don't even waste TV time with it. Don't have the podium or the lectern or whatever you call the thing that you have it cradled on with the with the with the blanket over the top of it. Don't even waste TV time with it anymore. Or just if you're going to if you're going to unveil it, you you put no. it on the person who wins it after the fact and then they just celebrate. No. It. No, no, time. I just remembered one. The perfect way to do it. WWE Cruiserweight Classic. It's the finals of the Cruiserweight Classic. And everybody just thinks it's the finals of a tournament. And Triple H walks out with nothing in his hands. And as he's addressing... Grand Metalik and TJ Perkins. He's talking about winning this. And the winner of this is going to go on and represent the cruiserweight division. And he's handed the bag as he's saying this as the new WWE cruiserweight champion. And there's that purple belt. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, not a bad looking belt either. I liked that one. That's I didn't mind belt. that one either. That one's, that one's a seven and a half. But just the sheer surprise of it. Like, because go back, go back and watch the finals and that reveal, even though it was in the perform, even though it was at full sale and full sales crowds were always just ridiculous, but they went absolutely ballistic over that. Yeah. Do something like that. And it's perfect. I mean, literally like, when they announced the, the tournament for the All-Atlantic Championship, okay, we're going to have a brand new 
All-Atlantic Championship. And here's the people in the tournament. You don't reveal it until the finals. Yep. And now, and, and you reveal it right before the damn bell rings. Like, you know, here's um, whoever, who won it first? Was it Pac? Yes, Pac was your inaugural. Yeah. Pac versus whoever he beat in the finals. And, okay, these guys are the final finalists. They're fighting for the title. What's the title look like? And not only that, but you've got stupid shows like this that are watching this tournament and going, but what's the title look like? But what's the title look like? And it's suspense, suspense, suspense. Right. Bam. And then you hit them with it. And now you know what? That title could look like absolute dog shit. It could look like the 24-7 title or the John or the John Cena festering turd. But guess what? People are going to be talking about it the next morning, and they'll be talking about it with excitement. Why? Surprise! And because of all the hard work that it took to get to that point, because the cruiserweight champ, the cruiserweight classic, was some pretty damn fine wrestling, by the way. And gang, in wrestling with Eagles Land, if you're bored one of these weekends coming up and you don't have anything to watch, go back and rewatch the Cruiserweight Classic on the WWE Network. You could do a lot worse. <laughs> TJ Perkins versus Kota Ibushi. Cedric Alexander versus Kota Ibushi. I know Cedric versus it was Cedric versus TJ. Yes. Um, you also had Grand Metalik and Zack Sabre Jr. Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano. Anytime you get Ciampa and Gargano, yeah. Jesus God. Um, um, but, dude, the Cruiserweight Classic still holds up, damn it. That is, yep. that, that was some of the best wrestling ever. Um, but... I think, personally, 90% of current W, 90% of current wrestling championship belts are a failing grade. There are four or less. Four or less. Because there's no imagination. No. So, Brian, tasteful you, imagination. Let's let's Brian, show. I, to, I I told you this story offline before we started the show. So I work for a beer dish I work for a beer distributor. I'm a sales rep. So one of my accounts ordered some promotional signs from one of the beers that we distribute. I sent it off to our print shop to have this made, gave them the specific specifics of all the promo that they were doing. They sent me back an eleven by seventeen poster with a beer can of each different flavor one in every corner of the um, poster, and in the middle was the price. No graphic of the company, uh, of the, the beer company logo. No, hey, if you buy any of these beers, you get a raffle ticket, and here's what this raffle ticket's good for, because that's a promotion they're running at Panini's of Twinsburg. Um, none of that. White background, black text, four, four cans. And that's exactly how unimaginative 
the WWE Universal Championship, WWE Championship, Raw and SmackDown women's titles all look. We failed to bring one up that was a little that's a little bit insulting. What? The uh WWE Divas Championship. The butterfly. I actually, I actually don't hate it as much as I hate the current shit. You know why? Even though it was absolutely ridiculous looking and it was that stupid ass butterfly, at least it was some damn imagination. Okay, yeah. It's I always used to look at that championship and just like, why? <laughs> really? Oh, me, me too. Me too. But at least they tried. At Fair. least they tried. You know, hey, you know what? That one is that same poster that our print shop sent me, but with a little bit of a back, but like with a little bit of a background behind it to not have so much damn white space. The current WWE like title superimposed over a raffle ticket, at least. Yeah, superimposed <laughs> over a raffle ticket. Yes, um, the current titles are just white background, four cans, price. Yeah, no imagination. I literally, when I got this proof back from our print shop, my exact words were, "What kind of Mickey Mouse romper room shit is this?" I could do this in five minutes. Hammered, drunk. All right, here's, way, here's another follow-up question for you. By the way, real quick, the, the posters that they're using, I designed myself, sober, 45 minutes. And we appreciate that. that, that uh, you know what? Panisa Twinsburg definitely appreciates it because they're hanging up all over the damn place before I can even walk out of there. And I gave them to, her, they gave them, to them today. Let's say that you own a wrestling promotion. God help us all. Patrick Wrestling Federation, or whatever you want to call it. No, it's wrestling with egos. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You create championships, whatever you want to call them, and for whatever division you want to create them for. Let's just make it easy. It's the Wrestling with Egos World Heavyweight Championship. Okay. Or the, no, the, e, the Ego Wrestling Federation World nice. Heavyweight Championship. Will you ever redesign them, or will you just say this is it? Oh, they'll they'll, they'll be a redesign. They'll be a redesign. They'll be you know times will change. I mean, the WWE could not have kept the winged eagle or the big circle globe. They it had to evolve as times change. I don't think the winged eagle could work in this day and age. It'd be a hell of a lot better than what they got right now, but I still don't think that that could work for any major promotion. It's not cool enough. It was cool in the 80s. It's not. It, it's cool in the 80s, and it's cool for old heads like us who like looking at that kind of classic stuff. We're the same people that also look at old baseball uniforms or old football jerseys or basketball jerseys and go, yeah, that was dope. You know, the old school Seattle Supersonics jerseys. Yeah. You know, you know, pick whatever, whatever jersey you want. We're those kind of people. And those are the people that look back fondly at these old titles like that one or the big gold belt or the old Crockett, uh, Crockett tag titles. 
you know, stuff or or even the old WWF World Championship, that green belt. Yes, the one that Hogan won in '83. Yes, the, yeah, the one the that Hogan, Hogan beat the sheet beat beat the sheet for that one. Now I'm not that saying, and, and you don't even have to worry about putting these up, but but there's some gaudy monstrosities from like the the territory days where there was God. like panels on the side of them, and you know, there was a there's one I, I thought I remember seeing one where it was like the state of Texas uh-huh. on a belt, or you know the, the the outline of the United States on a belt, and it would cut into your stomach if you tried to wear it. And, yeah, you know. that was that was the NWA uh, NWA national heavyweight champion wasn't the u.s title it was the national heavyweight championship but my thing is like when i guess if it's me and i and i find a design that works i'm going to promote that design and i'm going to make it you know like your champion is wearing this belt you know i am too but you're at you asked me if there would be a redesign yeah it would be a redesign as the times called for it. It wouldn't okay. trust me. My read like I'm launching if if I'm launching and I'm crowning a champion this Monday night on insert network here, that title is gonna be that title until A, we're ten years down the road and society and times call for it, or B a champion calls for it and it makes sense for them to have their own title. Much like the Smoking Skull Belt or MJF's Triple B. I'm, I ain't mad at that one. That makes sense for him. Now, hypothetically, we get to Double or Nothing and uh, is, that the next, is that the next pay-per-view? Double or Nothing? Yes. 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 You know, if Darby beats him for the title, and but he's still wearing the Triple B, he, okay, now you lost me. I mean, that that, that title design dies with MJ, MJF's title reign. Right. Uh, and you go back to the classic, or you give Darby his own, which that could be dope. It could be. <laughs> oh, um... But I just thought of something. So, let's say Darby wins the AEW championship. I just thought of what he might he could turn it into. What? He could turn it into a skateboard. No, they AEW wouldn't do anything like that. Okay. There, there, there are people there that are too much of traditionalists. There would be a belt. It might be a custom belt. I just thought of one thing. Something that one of the one of the coolest things anyone's ever done as a champion with their championship. Cody, the American Nightmare Cody, not Cody Rhodes, Cody as the Ring of Honor World Champion. He not only he didn't have a belt. He had the ring of honor. Okay. You had to kiss the ring. That was some that was some arrogant 
putts ass shit. And I loved it. I remember they did a taping in Atlanta at center stage. And he went around ringside and was asking people, fans at ringside, who wanted to kiss the ring. And he's still wearing the damn thing, by the way. So he's got his hand right in front of people's faces. And what? Like, what kind of an arrogant putz do you have to be to do that? And it was amazing. Right. Um, you know, custom stuff like that totally works. But it only works for that person. True. Try and pass it on to someone else, and it's just stupid. Are you listening, WWE, with your gaudy-ass John Cena spinner spinner belt? Well, they would tell you it doesn't spin anymore. Seeing seeing CM Punk wear that. As much as I don't like CM Punk and never have, the only thing I liked about CM Punk was the fact that he came out to one of my favorite songs in the entire world, Cult of Personality. But seeing CM Punk wear that for 400 and some odd days during that run where he turned heel halfway through it with Heyman, like, that... No! No! That's like putting that damn thing on Bob Backlund. <laughs> yeah. Um. The only other current title I want to bring up, because to me this one's also polarizing. The IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, currently held by Sonata. That surprised the hell out of me, by the way. Sonata beat, Sonata beat Okada. Like, yeah. I, I saw the belt. And and that that's a perfect example for me of why did you have to change it? What was exactly. wrong with the other one? The classic exactly. one, the vintage one that we brought up earlier. It too looks too much like the Divas title to me. It looks like the Divas title. And I'm like, oh, God, no. Yeah. I mean, for me... Why couldn't you have just said the IWGP World Championship is no longer will no longer be known as the IWGP World Championship? It will now be known as the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. By the way, didn't AEW do that? It went to the all it, without changing a damn thing except the wording on the belt. It went from being the All Atlantic Championship to the international championship. And every, and the world kept on spinning. And you know what? Perfectly fine. All guys children got a place in the choir. Mm-hmm. It's... Hallelujah and amen. But still, that belt is one of the two best in wrestling right now. And they're both AEW and, and neither one of them are the World Heavyweight Championship. I can't. I, be- I cannot believe that we're an hour and seven minutes into this discussion, and we're just now bringing up Zack Ryder's Internet Championship. I mean, how dare you forget to bring up the the Mona Shut Lisa up. of championship? No, I'm not going to put a timestamp no, on that one. Well, <laughs> no. Here's something I do want to discuss because we haven't discussed this. One across the board because they're all kind of similar. How do you feel about the NXT titles? 
I mean, yeah, you got a tag team title right above your head. I got one back at my house. Thanks, RJ. Love you, brother. Um... But just across the board, the NXT title, the tag titles, the uh, North American title, the women's title, the women's tag titles. Just North old. American title is my favorite. I love that one. The, the, the North American title is my favorite of all of them. I, I, I do like that one. I don't have a problem with any of the I NXT don't titles. either. There's always going to be something for me about the OG NXT championship, even though nobody wore it because you had the gigantic cutout X and stuff like that. There was, right. And shocker. I'm about the champion Finn Balor. Whenever Finn would do would, would do the paint and he'd do the weird entrances and stuff like that, and he and, and he like crawl up to the championship like he did. So freaking cool. Like he did when he was getting ready to wrestle Joe in the cage, and when he was like Jack the Ripper and and had it in London and all that kind of stuff. I mean, he was just so inventive. Snatch it. Yes. That yeah, like you got to try and take this away from me too. On top of all that, you know. That NXT's presentation of the demon. Is untouchable. I didn't. I did not mind that at all. Um, they really. They. They don't really have a bad one. No, they don't. And it's like something you said before. It's not surprising with Triple H in charge for all those years the way he's been. Mm-hmm. Of course, so, they're gonna. They're gonna tend towards the more classic designs. One last thing, because we haven't discussed this, not only currently but in the past. Across the board, from the time from the eighties up until now, WWE Tag Team Championships. I don't like them now. I don't like them now. I didn't like them then. I didn't. Li- I I didn't like the. The big gigantic ones that were those the ones that said like they had the word world on you know on mm-hmm. yeah in red. Never liked it. But you know who has great tag titles? AEW. Yep. The AEW World Tag Titles look sick. WCW's tag titles were pretty cool looking too. I mean, they weren't great I mean, compared to the WWE's. But, I mean, and even something else was speaking of WCW, the WCW US title. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great one. Um, but I, I'm definitely a fan of the AEW World Tag Titles. Uh, the trios titles are cool too, but they, they look very similar to the tag titles. Um, really and truly, AEW doesn't really have a bad championship belt. Oh, look, anymore. I, I can say, oh yeah, because the, the, yeah, the women's title was, original women's title was atrocious. I can say a lot of things I don't like about AEW. A lot of things I don't like about AEW. Championship belts are not one of them. Some people holding holding certain championship belts are definitely very high on that list. One of them cannot wrestle their way out of a wet paper sack, but somehow they're pushed 
like their name is Goldberg. And that is the um, rant mode on, very briefly. That is the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. For someone to be a 15-year veteran like Taya Valkyrie and her being sued for using Jade Cargill's, Jade Cargill's finisher, which, by the way, Taya Valkyrie was using when Jade Cargill was still playing basketball at Jacksonville University in Florida. Which, yep. by the way, all Taya Valkyrie did was take the finisher from one of her role models, Buffalo, New York's own Beth Phoenix. Shout out. Shout See you, Beth. Who, who, by the way, also, t- who, by the way, took that move from one of the straight-up baddest women's wrestlers of all time, Jazz. Yes. Jazz was one lady I would have never wanted to screw with. Nope. I'd come back missing an arm. <laughs> um, has WWE ever had a good women's title? I say no. Because, like, the women's title that we associate with Trish and Lita and all this. That's the closest like a, one, the oval. It looked like a, like a, like a saw blade. I mean, like, the ones that, you Ooh. know, the ones that, like, Moolah used to walk around with and stuff like that are cool only because they're curiosities. Yes. Only and, because they remind the you of a bygone era and stuff like that. And nostalgia. I just thought of one that WWE had that actually hidden gem, hidden gem, European title. The coveted. <laughs> yes. The, the, the WWE European title. That one was pretty cool. I mean, not one of my favorites. I'd give it a six and a half. Yeah. You know what? Since we're, we're getting close to the end of the show, and, you know, because he also just recently passed away, shout out to Dancing with the Stars legend Lynn Goodman. I'll give it a seven. 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 Oh, man. Yeah. Sad news about Lynn Goodman. Oh, yeah. I stopped um, watching that show years ago with Lynn Goodman. Lynn Goodman was gangster. We've pretty much run the gamut, though. I'm kind of looking back at, at the list of, you know, that we're going to reference and all that. There really are not a lot of stinkers on here, come to think of it. I mean, we've, we've said, we've mentioned a lot of the better ones and yeah. great ones as opposed to the stinkers. I mean, I... Where do you come down on the hardcore championship? No. Okay. It, it was the championship, the concept of the championship was awesome. The championship belt itself was just lazy riding. Okay. Lazy riding. Um, how about the modern, not the current modernized? The early 2000s Intercontinental title. That narrow one. Like the Ken Shamrock, Shelton Benjamin one. I'm going to have to go back and... You don't remember that one. 
I don't remember that. I'm looking at my replicas behind me. I don't think I, that's not. No, you don't have that one. I know oh. your replicas. You don't have that one. Because my replica is the one that has like the, the continent panels on the side of it. You know, there's one for North America and South America. There's one for Africa. And there's one for Australia. And there's one yeah. for. Uh, let me see it. Please hold. Yes, I can't. Now, I don't remember when I bought this, but that's my intercontinental. That's it. That's it. That's, it. that's the one I'm talking about. Oh, I love this one. I, I thought it was just, uh, I thought it was me. I mean, it's, it's, I it's a seven. It. As a matter of fact, we're gonna it's a seven. It, 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 it's a seven, seven and a half. I mean, it's not terrible. Hey, Ma, I did it. Great. A champion. Look at me. I'm a champion. Don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, this um, is the workhorse championship right here. No, give me the give me the give me the OG. Give me the classic and true. And that's that number one with a bullet, as far as I'm concerned. I love this that. was the design after that one. Yes. Because I remember Jericho wearing this one. Jericho, China. Um, I think some of the last people to wear it, let's see, The Rock never wore it, Austin never wore it, Shamrock did. I'm trying to remember, who beat the, uh, Shamrock beat The Rock for the Intercontinental title, right? If I'm not mistaken? At some point, it wasn't at WrestleMania, because that was the one that, um, Shamrock got disqualified from. No, it was King of the Ring. It was it was King it was King of the Ring in Pittsburgh. No, yeah. no, no, because that kid no, that King of the Ring, the finals was Shamrock and Rock. It wasn't for the it wasn't the Intercontinental title. Right. Never mind. Uh, Triple H did, on commentary. Yes, with one of the biggest faux pas in history. China's at the Spanish announce table doing commentary. And Jim Ross is like, I didn't know she speaks Spanish. You know, Triple H, hey, Hunter, are you bilingual? I buy a lot of things, but lingual's not one of them. Wait a minute. Did, did I just say that? Oh, jeez. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. And we're live, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and watch it. That. Go back and watch it. I'll never forget that because I'm like, oh, my God. He just said that. And now he's running the company. More or less. Yeah. Oh. So, so for me, top three, old, you know, OG classic Intercontinental title, AEW Women's Championship, AEW International Championship. Well, no, actually, no, no. Back up, back up, back up. Currently, my two favorites, AEW Women's. AEW International, all time, Intercontinental, old school Intercontinental, IWGP Heavyweight Championship, big gold belt. Those are those are the big three. For me, the number one all time would be the Winged Eagle. Okay. Uh, number two would be, um, 
the old, you know, the old IWGP Heavyweight Championship, and number three would be the Classic Intercontinental Championship. I mean, I because there's just something about these vintage belts, you know, because it it's almost it's almost these current designs like you're trying too hard to reinvent point, the wheel. I want to point one thing out for our listeners and our viewers: that top three list that Brian gave you and I gave you. We agree on two of those belts, and the other one is the World Heavyweight Championship that we mostly associate with our childhood. Yes. Brian growing up in New York, Hogan. Me growing up in Oxford, Alabama, Flair. Yes. Now, don't get me wrong, that big gold belt is up there. I, I can recognize and I can appreciate how iconic that is. Stop right there. Don't get me wrong. I can re- I can appreciate and recognize how iconic the winged eagle is. I can literally say exactly what you just said and just change what belt I'm putting in yeah. there and can say that exact same thing. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a scary thought because Brian and I literally – we're on the same page. The only difference is where we grew up. I think before one of us says something that the other one's going to just go off the rails about, we better, that might be a good time to cue the music. Right. And Is there something that you want to say that I might go on the, go off the rails on? No. I, I'm, just, I, I'm just recognizing I, I got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. Because it's been a while since I've been on the show, and I'll probably be gone for a couple more weeks after, you know, you know, pop in and out, you know, grace you with my presence like a good tribal chief. Um, there are a lot of things, gang, that are in the works with wrestling with egos. A lot of things we can't talk about. There's some brainstorming going on behind the scenes. Possibly some new content coming. Possibly. I cannot say any more than that because contracts haven't been signed. We're still at the negotiating table. But... We're still workshopping. Yes. Workshopping, brainstorming, talking contracts. The money's got to be right. Which means, you know, they're going to get one cent more than we make on this show, which, by the way, is zero. Um, so, stay tuned. Definitely. There could be some changes coming. I know. I know there's. I, I, I don't know. Put it to you this way. Brian and I are considering branching out into in, into our own creative streams. Could be fun. Brian has ideas. I have ideas. And we're both telling each other, you know what? Go for it. Teamwork. <laughs> uh, but seriously, I'm really excited about what you guys could be seen from us this summer could be fun 
And if things go the way I'm hoping they're gonna go, we might have volume three of a certain golf episode. That golf was with egos. We 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 need to we we need to make certain phone calls. RJ <laughs> pick up your damn phone. Even though he already is picking up his damn phone. Right. Yeah, because that was we for talk, effect. We we talk to him all the time, but yeah. We might need some golfing with egos very soon. The weather if the weather here in Northeast Ohio will make up its mind. That's Anything. the biggest problem. Yeah, really. You know, no, actually, the biggest problem is that our executive producer of this entire of this entire channel's office, Rocker, depression sucks, gang. It sucks. Another reason. Remember, remember how I said there was a thousand four reasons that I've been away from the show. Reason number three: arm bar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, well, the one thing that Brian was afraid of is starting to happen. It's called the show being off the rails. And since there's only two of us, it's really hard to rein that back in. So we're going to do what Brian said we should have done five minutes ago, and we're going to get the heck out of here. Thank you guys so much for being a part of this week's wrestling infotainment. Uh, don't forget, if you're checking us out on Spotify, Apple, Google, uh, iHeartRadio, Amazon, on your podcasting platforms. Thank you so much. Like, subscribe, share. Click the bell for notifications here on the YouTubes. Leave a five-star review no matter where you are. Tweet the show at WrestlingXEgos. We might look at it. Wrestling, I mean, uh, Twitter is a festering turd, much like the John Cena world title. Um, so avoidance is good for our mental health. Um, or you could just leave a comment on the YouTube page right under the video that you're watching. And if you're not watching us and you're listening to a podcast, just go to our page for five seconds and leave a comment because you already have something that you want to say about either how wrong or right I am or how right Brian is because, you know, Brian's the smartest guy in the room and he's never wrong. Except when he's doing trivia with me and then he's wrong because he loses. Much like everyone else. I'm like Ivan Drago looking at Apollo Creed. If he dies, he dies. Okay. Anyway, so... Thank you guys so much for being a part of this week's show, Brian. Good to be good. Good to be with you. Good to be with you. We need uh, we, we we need some hangout time outside of uh, outside of Skype calls very soon. I think a uh, I think a top golf date is uh, in our future. I would like that. I would like that very much as well. Beer and those really good pretzels they have. Yes. Nom 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 nom. So we're out of here. We will. They will see you guys next week. I'll be back in a couple weeks. I got crap to do the next couple weeks. So until then, for Brian, for Isaac, 
for Katie, the disembodied voice of Whit McGee. My name is Patrick. Thanks for so much for being a part of this show. This has been Wrestling with Egos, and this is definitely why we love wrestling. Since he's not here, I'll take care of it. Wabadoo! Thank you very much.